and welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast on everything there is known in the English language about Eintracht Frankfurt, the best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Germany, the best club in Europe, the best club in the world for that matter. But we are a little bit biased. I am your host, Brian, in case you follow the show on Twitter, that is at H-E-F. Follow the show on Facebook, that is facebook.com slash H-E-F-Pod. Follow the show on Instagram, that is Hey Eintracht Frankfurt. Drop us an email anytime you like, that is Hey Eintracht Frankfurt at gmail.com. And of course, join our Discord chatter, Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, for basically the most fun and engaging platform you can ever ask for your Eintracht needs. Back again after a nice, nice break from the summer. Um, looking currently at where Eintracht sits, and it's a weird one at that. So let's dive into what is going on with the Eintracht. So we're taking a tour around the Sun region, and yeah, so far, friendly matches, it's been a little bit, and... <sighs> Look, we've 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 had three Betzler, Iga, Fulda. Um uh, the fifteenth of July, uh Rafael's defeated them fifteen to one. Uh, and subsequently we have lost two to one. Uh to Rajaroniga Sudwest, uh Steinbach Heiger, and we've lost three to two against uh Rajaroniga Sudwest uh Barak Stad Fulda Lenners. Uh yeah, Fulda and Heiga, uh, who the Eintracht have lost to, who the Eintracht uh, Zwei team will be playing in this season's uh, Regional Liga Sudwest. Not exactly the best of looks. We've got the whole team back now, but there's a lot of questions. I mean, we're a couple weeks away from some very important stuff. Right now the team is... Uh, Set off for Austria. They'll be playing uh, friendly against uh, Vitesse Arnhem of the Eredivisie, and we'll be headed back for. And that's on July the twenty eighth. And then you got one final test match uh, on August fifth in Frankfurt at the Waldstadion at Deutsche Bank Park, where they host uh, Premier League side Nottingham Forest. So, you have those two matches right there to get the team ready because Leipzig is coming up on the 13th of August and then <laughs> you're right into the Hessian Derby. Eintracht versus Darmstadt. Uh, yeah, so that's the last recorded. Uh, times and dates have been set for the first eight matches of the just like a season, still um, don't know what's going to happen uh, when it comes down to the Europa Conference League uh, playoff round for qualifying. Basically, win your tie, you're in to the group stage of the Europa Conference League. These matches are on the 24th and 31st of August, so it gives us very, very little time to kind of uh, monkey around with things because you got. Uh, as there's going to be a September international break, you'll have Pokal match, Bundesliga, uh, then you're 
dealing with the playoff like one Bundesliga away to Mainz, uh, also on Sunday, then like two of the Europa Conference League, and then home to Cone before you go off to your September break. You want to get you want to get the positive vibes going. You want to get the juices flowing. You want to have this team, you know, kick start the right way. There was a reason why Bayern has won so many titles in a row. It's because they enter the season and they wallop everyone from Max 1. We remember that from last season, right? They get things off to a fast start so as to make sure that they uh, get complete all points uh, whilst uh, the season begins. And that's how it was Dortmund or Leipzig, Leverkusen or Schalke or uh, kind of blanking on someone else who's uh, recently finished in second since Bayern started this decade and a bit of dominance of the Bundesliga. Um, try and tell me someone who's not gotten off to that sort of a fast start and not like someone who gets off to a very slow start but ends up winning the Bundesliga. just doesn't happen. And with the few times that Bayern will drop points, do they drop points? Plenty. Uh, ever since Pep Guardiola left, uh, they dropped more points uh, than with him. And let's put it this way. They're practically breaking records every single season under, uh, what was it, uh, three, four seasons uh, in Bavaria? Anyways, um, yeah, test matches have looked rough. Thing is, there's plenty of time for the train to take place. Topmola can hit, will get his team playing in a way that he prefers. He likes to have this hyper-pressing uh, style. We'll see how that goes against a team for the Eredivisie and a team for the Premier League as you know we're getting ready for the start of the season. Sometimes I really wish that the Pokal did start the way it did, but hey, you know what? You play the matches that are in front of you. So, yeah. All being said, let's look at uh, players that have come in since we last spoke. Um, Eintracht has got a new attacker, and Jesse uh, Gannikan has joined Eintracht Frankfurt from Hertha Berlin. Um, his, I believe, his contract had come to an end. Uh, I mean, like everyone and in the uh, no, he had two years left on this contract, excuse me, but they'll have to go on a free because they are so skint money that whatever they can do to get them off, they're dropping stuff like flies. I don't think that uh, with his 18 match, his 18, 20 matches played and a handful of goals, wasn't a super great uh, hunger for the guy. You know, he played at Hertha, then he went to Greifswald first, then he went back to Hertha. I mean, yeah, he he seems to be a decent sort of player that could uh, provide something for the club. But at this point in time, and uh, he is uh, a lot of lot of question marks. So he likes to play centrally as an attacker. He can play on the wing, which is great because we need some flexibility. It is obvious that Randall Kodobawani is going to be our top guy. And we already signed, you know, Omar Marmouche from Wolfsburg. Granted, he can, he's also got that same sort of flexibility. We'll see. I think that right now, 
everything is pointing towards jettisoning certain players. So, other players who are looking to be on the outside, uh, Ragnar Ahe, the Frankfurt boy, looks like he's off going to the Zweite Liga. It'll appear that Kaiserslautern might be his landing spot. Um, kind of clock's tick, tick, ticking on the Zweite Liga to get some uh, guys in because uh, at the time of recording, uh, the Zweite Liga begins in basically the weekend. It's really that close by. So we'll see what uh, sort of a couple euros we're able to get for Ahe. And hey, best of luck to him. Another player who is also going to be on the out. Um, not, but more of a loan to get sort of the match day, uh, match experience. Uh, Mantanovic. Uh, you know, we got he was playing matches at St. Pauli. We bought him and continued him at St. Pauli, where he kept on playing. But the thing was, once he had, once the new coach came into St. Pauli, he never saw. He practically never saw the field when St. Pauli made that huge run and surged up and up and up the table, uh, almost done without him being involved. So. Uh, need to get him some playing time. Uh, second division team would be best because he's already proven that he can do it at that level. Why would you drop down to the Georgia Liga if you know you can be shown to be able to do it at a Zweite Liga level? Perhaps V spotting for down the river in the in the in Hesse. Well, uh, we'll take him on. Eh, you, you never know. Uh, that's just one possibility. Uh, plenty of other places around. Another one who uh, Tract is looking to get out on loan and has made apparent that they want out on loan is, of course, uh, Marshall Venig. He looked in the fall. He was getting a couple opportunities here, garbage time mostly, but opportunities here and there. Um, the desire is to get him into the Dritter League level as he's a little too good to be playing at the original legal level, playing with the Eintracht Reserves. Certain players have are destined for that, such as Ali Ackman. It's been, uh, they have said that he is going to be with the Reserves, and here's hoping that he's able to do exceptionally well and kind of reignite the, the possibilities that we saw when we first uh, brought and because when he was way for Barca Sport in the second division of Turkey, he looked like something, a real thing for the future. Uh, imagine uh, the loan to that Eredivisie side. You would have thought he would have had maybe a little bit more pomp in the Eredivisie than his, uh, then went out to Turkey, and that was an utter, utter failure. Um, Anyways, you know what? Not every loan uh, pans out, but you need to be able to find the ones that are going to work. So, some other players who are leaving, but this is more of on the out. Looks like Dribble, so we have possibly found a spot for him. It's a question of uh, the money uh, being ponied up. Here's hoping that he's able to get what he wants. I would have preferred him to have stayed, but you know what? No sense in keeping a guy and keeping a guy around who wants to get the hell out. Uh, Bore, 
That seems to be another one that looks like uh, exits are being prepared as we speak. I would like him to stay in Europe, so that would, I mean, kind of give him limitations in, like, Italy or Spain as possible land spots. I don't see him uh, meshing in France. Even though his physicality would help him, you kind of need to be more of a nut job to be able to deal with some of the shenanigans that goes on there, and no one in the Premier League is going to pick up the guy. And no one in the, the second division of England, of, say, like, recently relegated teams who obviously have money because their TV deal actually pays you to numb the pain, financial pains, of you dropping out of the richest TV uh, league in the world. Uh, so, doesn't have stuff there. I know it, River Plate has been brought up time and time again, and whilst, yes, in South America, that will be one of the few landing spots because... No one in Brazil seems to be that interested in him. I would encourage him to go be a star in Liga MX, where you can get good money. Or if you can find someone who will pony it up, go to MLS, where there's already plenty of fellow uh, Colombians who are in that league. And it's seen by Colombians as a league that, hey, if you're kicking ass and taking names in MLS, you'll stay on the national team. Set up for Colombia. Uh, anyone who's laughing, uh, there's plenty of data to back that statement about me. I'd still, in terms of players that are, I'd like to leave, um, still think that uh, Lucas Alario is a man who just needs to go, go, go. And Jerome Onguene, look, we tried. He can't stay healthy to save his life. Is that entirely on us? No, but... You know what? He apparently got healthy whilst in Salzburg and was never used. So, kind of says it all right there. Uh, swing and miss by the night truck. So, that being said, let's kind of look towards what is next. So, we've got uh, Frauen, uh, Bundesliga action. Uh, uh, but before that, let's, get, uh, let's break everything up. Hashtag, what are we drinking? Uh, got myself today, Einer Maybach. I haven't had it in so long. I got it uh, as a one-off bottle. And uh, golly, I kind of miss how good this stuff is. I know everyone loves to drink it during the Oktoberfest time, and that's all fine and dandy, but I think it's just good on its own. Uh, well, anytime, Einer Maybach is totally standing up. So, that's what I have. Pros to that. And let's talk about the Frauen. I track Frauen. you got multiple ladies that are out there at the Women's World Cup that's currently going on. If you had been living underneath rock, uh, Germany put down a beatdown of beatdowns. And uh, yeah, uh, Eintracht Frankfurt has got multiple ladies uh, playing for Germany. And it is uh, it's a nice... Uh, we also have uh, Ruth, uh, Ruth Ella also playing uh, for uh, for Switzerland. But, yeah, just uh, seven players called up by national teams to uh, be part of this World Cup. So it's not expecting anything to come out of them. Um, Germany, expecting quite a lot. The kind of throwdown that they did against Morocco, where... 
they still looked like they were barely getting out of first gear. They're looking solid. Um, couple players uh, for the Eintracht able to uh, get some point in time. Nicole Aniomi is getting uh, came off the bench, so all good on her. But Sara Dulsun, uh got the start, playing out on the left, and uh, Fragging also uh, saw a little bit of minutes. Uh, unused substitution was uh, one Joki uh, Nushkin. Um, she's kind of heading out the door, so I mean, actually part of the Eintracht, even though now she's going to be a part of uh, uh, Chelsea in the Women's Super League. Uh, Stina Johannes won't see the pitch unless something calamitous happens to former Eintracht player Mel Fromms, so she'll be staying as a backup. And uh, Sophia uh, Kleiner uh, will probably also. Uh, be kept as an unused substitute as well. So that's kind of here. Look, I, I think that the the Eintracht Frauen you got in September the uh, qualifiers for the Champions League. So we got our uh, four team pod uh, that was discussed in the previous episode, but four team pod uh, which is highlighted by Juventus. Eintracht is going to be hosting that. That will give the, the Frankfurt, what I think was missing the first time around. If we had, I mean, yeah, as Chris would always say, dude, it was a freak goal that happened. You know what? Yeah, could have, we could have, uh, could have gotten one or two. Didn't happen, and the Eintracht was left wanting, and uh, yeah, we finished in third. Season before, got qualified. Failed to get out of the first round. Uh, progress can be done. Uh, Juventus is the kind of big fish in there. Now, the Italian League's only just uh, gone professional, so I'm not putting a whole lot of stock in uh, Juventus taking on uh, Eintracht, especially when, if you look at the Italian national team, they've got a lot of Juventus players. Uh, they've got eight Juventus players. On that Italian team, so takes more of their more of their big fish out, and uh, yeah, yeah, this will this will do fine. <laughs> this will do fine. Okay, sticking to uh, Eintracht uh, information, so I kind of wanted to put it out there. You know, what did we think about in, in the lead up to uh, in the lead up to this episode? Thought I put it out there. Um, what people want to talk about. Uh, Eddie in Ireland says, who should we move out to get the squad to a reasonable size? Well, kind of, yeah, really covered that uh, in the first segment, but to rehash, we've got a lot of thinning to do uh, in wasteful areas, uh, specifically in the attacking sector, because we've, we've brought on uh, two guys, and it, and from, from what has been seen, uh, Inspector Hauge looks like he's going to be kept on uh, with the first team, not go out on loan. So, you signed Marmouche and Gankam. I mean, you're going to let loose Lario. You're going to let loose Bore. Those are the two ones that I'm thinking right off the bat. And uh, so, 
So is not one that you want to lose, but it's more of a transfer that needs to be done. And if you look at the money that has been outgoing from Eintracht, it's we've not pulled any money in from sales. So I think his will be the main money-making transfer, but you got to find landing spots. And if they're out there, then we're, well, you can't exactly send them to the reserves. But you can't find someone who could probably take pay the guys on loan. You just got to find the, the right monetary deal when it comes to, like, who's paying what. If it's just a loan or a uh, permanent move. And, yeah, that's what it is. Uh, Johnstone, Johnstone also wanted to, considering how many never make the first team, does the policy assign young talent and then put them out on loan need addressing? I would say yes. Um, I do think that the team had a hard rethink, and that's why they brought back the reserve team. Now they're looking at Regional Liga right now. Uh, you bring on, you know, a couple guys who are, you know, doing well at a Regional Liga team, but are running out of contract, who are still, like, under 20. You could easily have those guys help slot in and create a team that allows you to have a good... Look... I'm looking at the reserve team the way that Freiburg looks at the reserve team. Because Freiburg doesn't have a whole lot of money to be playing with. They're playing in the Europa League for the second season running. But they don't have a whole lot of money to be playing around with. What they are always good at doing is developing players. Using uh, their youth academy, letting the players develop through their uh, regional Liga uh, team that has been now in the... Uh, only reserve team in the Dritta Liga for the last two seasons, and finishing mid-table and upper half of the Dritta Liga, which is pretty complicated considering the fact that most of those teams are run as losses. Those clubs are basically, their, their financial losses are being offset because they're trying, desperately trying to get into the Dritta Liga because, uh, excuse me, because the money Suddenly is there for television that provides opportunities for advertising that just keeps the money train going and allows the club to be able to be where they believe that they are. And there are plenty of teams in the Dutch League of that um, are being beaten out by uh, by Freiburg in the reserve team. That's where I think we really, really need uh, to have some progress. If we can get our Reginald Liga team to be a top half finish that that uh, will show to uh, other players within the regional league levels that we're a team that's pushing and they will want to be a part of a team that's going to be playing at Georgia Liga. That's how incrementally we can get to being a Georgia Liga team and we can basically keep our best youth guys and say to them, look, sure here. And then we're bringing you up to the big team. Now, making those steps actually work is going to be a little complicated. Yes, but you, I mean, because when you send a guy out on loan, unless there's something written in there from a financial standpoint, like hey, we're going to cover his wages, uh, so that to be that guarantee that you'll play him. Okay. I, I I don't know how the ins and outs of these uh, contract moves work, but I'm looking at where we're at with uh, our own youth development, and Ivan Barcock 
was a very, very long time ago. And that was the last youth player who made huge strides in participating with the Eintracht first team, getting a lot of minutes. No longer part of the team, yes, but he was the last guy to do so. And I'd rather have, you know, a couple of guys, you know, even if it's just one guy who you hold up as that one thing, you never know if you then have a player who is that kind of bright, shiny diamond of your youth academy. Possibly put knows that they can make the jump to the first team and be able to make it happen. Instead, you lose out on that opportunity and the guy goes to Barcelona or somewhere because hey, at least if I'm in and amongst all these other guys from this bright, shiny academy, if you are the cream, you'll rise to the top. And you know what? Eintracht has got an absolutely piss poor track record of promoting its youth. Something that we need to work on in the future. And here's hoping we do. Alrighty. That's going to wrap it up for this episode of Hey, Eintracht Frankfurt. Thanks everyone for uh, sending out uh, your questions over to us. Ways you can get in contact with the show. Hit us up on Discord. Uh, Twitter is at HEFPod. Hey, Eintracht Frankfurt on Instagram. Hey, Eintracht Frankfurt at gmail.com and facebook.com slash HEFPod. So that's going to wrap it up. And thanks for listening to yet another episode of Hey, Eintracht Frankfurt, episode 275. Folks, we will be back again in one week's time uh, covering everything there is to say about the Eintracht Frankfurt. Until then, be safe. Choose. Not exactly the best of looks. Hey, I'm